With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Inbound to Jamal Murray. Murray has it against Lou Dort, a good defender. Six seconds left. Turns the corner. He backs up at the three-point line. Two seconds left. Murray in the wing. Missed it at the horn. Denver's going to lose. And the Nuggets... Lose their 16-game winning streak at home and their ninth overall winning streak in the NBA. They fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight by a final of 101-99. Not totally unexpected. You're out MPJ, you're out Jokic but still kind of sucks because you felt like that could have been a pretty easy win had you just done one simple thing, which is make your free throw. Two-point game at the very end. You got the ball with a chance to win, and you win 17 of 33 from the line. That will lose you a ball game. Without a doubt, it will. Jamal was all right. Uh, He looks actually really good over the last couple of games. But you just had too many, like Aaron Gordon, 6 of 13. As much as I think that Gordon has been amazing this year, he's struggled just from the line. Like, if I could fix his free throw shooting, I would say he's playing damn near perfect this season. But he's been really bad from the line, especially as of late. Um, You can tell at times he's still kind of grabbing that shoulder. Do you see that, Marty? Like, he'll go up, try and dunk, he'll get fouled, and he'll kind of grab it afterwards. I don't know how much that's still bothering him, but it's hard for me to make an excuse that that's bothering him when he's knocking down threes just fine. So, I don't know. It just sucks because that felt like another one you could have had last night despite being out Jokic and Murray. But I will say this. The fact that you are not only like you're in the game last night, but you dominate on Friday with no joker... Jamal puts together a triple-double, like, you crush the Pacers without Jokic? That's what gives me belief. That's what makes me think this team is different. Because any other year, Jokic out of the lineup, you can chalk that one up, Not probably not just an L, but a pretty deep L. Pretty easy loss. This month, Aaron Gordon is shooting 59% from the field, or from the free throw line. Yeah, it's not good enough. That is what is, it, what is he shooting good. from the field? I bet it's better. Uh, 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 from the field is 51. Okay, not quite, but still. It um, should not even be close, though. Those shouldn't be similar at all. Well, he... So, hang on. I'll look through it, too, real quick. I mean, he, he shot... 
He hasn't shot 51% since the first month of the season. I mean, he shot 67% from the field in December. He shot 61% in January. Or I'm sorry, in, um, in take that back, 67% in November, 61% in December, and now back to 51 in uh, January. So, I mean, I maybe it is his shoulders bothering him and he's just gutting his way through it, which credit to him. I mean, obviously it's bothering him in, in some form or fashion. But those free throws, they hurt. They hurt in games like that, don't they? They hurt in some of these games that you feel like you should win by 8 to 10, and instead they're like one possession games where you need to do everything perfectly down the stretch. But you know what? You give me two games <coughs> over the weekend, Marty, where you got Jokic out for both games and Jokic and Porter out for another. I'll take a split. You hate to see the home winning streak end, but I'll take a split in that every day of the week. It had to end sometime, and if it ends when Joker's not in the game, then so be it. Not a big deal at all. It would make the most sense. I mean, it's stomachable, all that stuff. So, not overly concerned, just kind of a bummer last night. You felt like you could have had another one. Uh, reminder to you guys, so our Vegas contest, this is the week that we will say a name at the beginning of every hour starting at 7 o'clock. So from 7 o'clock through the end of our shows today, every hour we will say a name. If you hear your name, you have five minutes to call. Marty will put this on a timer, and he's a strict timer. That's right. So you have five minutes. If you hit 501, you're out. Five minutes to call. If you do call in that time frame, you are one of our final qualifiers. How many potential qualifiers are there throughout the week? Is it like 50? 54? 54. Like so you'd be one of the last 54, but that's if everybody calls. So if we have some lazies out there, they can help your chances. All I'm saying is listen at the top of every hour because we'll give you a name. Now, football over the weekend. I'm going to save all the Broncos stuff and the coaching stuff for a little bit later. I just want to talk about the games here. I want to start with one thing. The Chiefs have now gone to five straight AFC championship games. Five straight. Oh, good for you. It's impressive. Really impressive. Marty, you can make the poopy face all you want to. Nobody cares. You should care. That's a really good team. And you know what blows me away about them? It doesn't seem to matter who's on that roster as long as Mahomes is in. That's the weird part. And sometimes when he's not in. And sometimes when he's not. And you see Chad Henney on the field. You're like, well, now this is that. Nope, never mind. I mean, they, that drive he had was the difference, right? <laughs> yeah. I just. The team is so well put together. And here's the funny part. Outside of Mahomes and Kelsey on that offense right now, who's a star? I don't think they have a wide receiver who's a star. They got a whole bunch of dudes. Pacheco looks like he's a decent running back. Remember, they drafted Clyde Edwards-Alaire a couple years ago in the first round. He's pretty much, <coughs> pretty much lost his job to Pacheco. Their defense has, they got some players. I mean, they got Chris Jones. They, they got some guys. But again, is it anybody that blows you away? It's just the fact that if they they have Mahomes, 
You know, when I come on this show every once in a while and I say, you want to know how you won that game for the Nuggets? It's because you have Nikola Jokic and they don't. That's what it is for the Chiefs. Like, I was really wrong about one thing heading into this year. I knew the Chiefs would be good. I knew they'd win like 13 games. I knew they'd be in the playoffs. They'd probably win the division, all that different stuff. I truly thought, though, that without Tyreek Hill, it would change the offense. Like, without that guy, that deep threat, because we saw how it changed Miami. Miami became a feared offense in this league. I thought they would take a step back, and they haven't. Like, no matter what you do to that team, they lost Tyreek, and it, like, didn't matter. And I would love to say that, hey, man, when Travis Kelsey finally gets over the hill, that, but I don't know. I, I literally don't know. Travis Kelsey is obviously incredibly important to that offense. But what do you do? And that's the tough part, looking at it from the outside. You're saying, okay, how do you compete with that? What do you, what do, you do against this? It's almost like watching, um, let's go back to, let's say, 2014, and you're seeing Golden State, and you're like, what do you do with that? Like, how do you compete against that? Steph, Clay, Draymond, then they added KD. You're like, this is an impossible task. What exactly is the counterpunch you can throw? And I don't know if anybody's really figured it out yet. We'll see next week when Cincinnati plays them again. Because Cincinnati has, they have this weird thing of, first of all, a quarterback that they all believe in. That Let me say something about Joe Burrow. God, he walks that line pretty finely between the correct level of arrogance and over the top, doesn't he? I mean, the tinted shades, like he's basically got the fur coats on. They win the game. Do you have anything to say to the schedule makers who are selling the uh, the neutral site game? Yeah, you guys better start tossing out some refund checks. I think that's what helps him. His his like retorts are just really like quick and like, ooh, that stings a little bit. Not to mention, he's I, on these long tirades. They're like, all right, shut up, dude. All they've been talking about is being the underdog, and it is weird. Like I feel like they do still kind of have an underdog feel, despite the fact they went to the bleeping Super Bowl last year. But I think that motivates him. And I wonder what happens when that stops. When you're the favorite, then what? When you can't say those little cutesy lines at the end of interviews. But they are a different kind of animal. And they have a defense that will smash you right in the teeth. You want to know how they demolished the Buffalo Bills? I haven't seen a team get after Josh Allen like that in a long time. He was being, God, man, there was a couple of times that Josh Allen got hit, Marty, and I was, he had that extra second and a half that he was on the turf. And you know, is he getting up? They did that to him multiple times. And so I wonder, <clears throat> with a team like Cincinnati, if they can bring that same sort of defensive presence and aggression against Mahomes, will it work the same way? And I hope that it does. And the Bengals did all that being down to starting offensive linemen, too. I thought Burrow was going to have no time back there. He yep. seemed okay. They're just sort of, they're freakishly put together because they ran the football well. 
they got pressure on Josh Allen. And Burrow made every throw that he had to make. In, I will say this about the snow game that we had in Buffalo. I feel like that's a proper amount of snow. That's enough snow to where it doesn't really affect the game. And it's fun to watch. I hate the ones that are like 15 inches that they're running through. That's the one. Those are the ones that kill me. That was, snow, I'm cool with. It was coming out pretty good. Did you see they kept trying to show DeMar Hamlin's box? But you couldn't, couldn't see, see anything. Yeah. I mean, like, any, oh, I think I see a shadowy figure raising his arms, maybe? In a game like that, Burrow goes 23 of 36 for 242 yards and two touchdowns. The one thing that always gave me pause, I mentioned this last week, Buffalo continued to win, but Buffalo was not looking good for like the second half of the year, despite the wins. Look at all the close wins that they had. And part of it was their defense just wasn't the same. The other part was Josh Allen was turning the ball over a lot. Threw another pick yesterday. Didn't have a touchdown pass. You just kind of saw, I guess, a couple of chinks in the armor for Buffalo. And Cincinnati exploited it. So a texter says, is the AFC championship game at a neutral field? No. That will be played at Arrowhead. And I think the reason behind it was, even if Cincinnati beat Buffalo, that game that got canceled, and let's say they won the AFC North, I think they still would have lost the tiebreaker to KC. Is that what, what happened? Or how did how did that work? Why the, is that? The Bengals only? ended up with, they were 12-4, and four and the <clears throat> Chiefs were 14-3. and three, So they had no chance of having that, the same record. That's what it was. So the Chiefs, no matter what, they were uh, they were going to have a better record, so there was no point in that. The Buffalo in KC won. That would have been neutral site because if Buffalo beat Cincinnati in that canceled game, they would have had the same record, and then who knows what would have played out. Um, By the way, Burrow had a touchdown taken off the board that absolutely should have counted as well, so his, his number should be even better. I I really can't keep doing this with the NFL. I, I don't know. We need to have a better explanation here. How is that not a touchdown? Especially it was called a touchdown on the field. How do they have enough evidence to be like, nah, dropped it. Like he had it three feet down, three feet down. He falls to the ground. And as he's falling, the guy rips it out. Like I said before, if that happens in the middle of the field, you're like, that feels like a catch to me. Let's move on. I don't understand. I got a question about Buffalo in a little bit that I want to get to. Because as much as Buffalo is this cutesy story, and they are, I don't think a lot of people hate Buffalo. They're starting to get in this territory of, at what point are you actually going to capitalize on all this talent? I mean, I hate to put it that early already. I'm not I'm not going to be one of those guys that's like, you know what, Josh Allen just can't win the big game. All I'm saying is we're pretty quick to the trigger on judging teams and, and specifically quarterbacks and stuff like that. At what point does that come for Buffalo? We'll get there in a little bit. 303-504-0925, the Avs. You talk about a good weekend. Had that old scheduled loss on Saturday? Schedule this. Get to that next.
Can we say, guys? Are we are we good? Are we clear? Cleared for landing on this? Are the abs back? Can we? Are we still too scared. Are we? What is that? The good old-fashioned American Freddy cat? Are we still one of those? Emoji mouse? I mean, they're back, right? 3-0 on the road trip. Back-to-back on Saturday. A game that you should not have won, I don't think, against Seattle. You could tell the legs just weren't there. You suffered incredibly bad puck luck in that game. And yet, you hit the shootout. And you put up another W. You are now in that second wild card spot in the Western Conference. They just feel right again. The amount of goals they've scored over the past few games, undeniable the, to, to look at it and say it doesn't feel or look different. Um, in the last five games, they're 5-0. and oh, They have scored... 23 goals in the last five? Yep, 23. If you include the shootout goal last night or two nights ago. Um, They're doing it with both Georgiev and Frankie. Frankie, by the way, I think I saw this correctly. 12 penalty or 12 shootouts uh, faced shots in the shootout faced in his career. None of them have entered the back of the net. That's a pretty good feather in your cap to have. McKinnon finally got one this year, too, the game winner. If Georgie was your goalie all game and then it went to a shootout, do you think they'd put Frankie in there? Georgie's pretty good in those, too. I don't yeah. think so. I think you just let him ride. Whoever's in, you let him ride with it. That'd be a weird thing. Like, you come out of the bullpen as, like, a closer, and you're just like, go make some saves now, ice cold. I don't think I don't think you can do that to somebody. Well, Frankie's got three of their, their five wins on this streak here. Which yeah, he's played really well. impressive, yeah. This is why when Daryl Sutter went going back to last week, he goes, I think that the Avs have the best one-two punch in that in the entire NHL. I was saying that at the beginning of the year. I'm not saying you have the best goalie. <clears throat> like, either one of those guys is number one in the NHL or anything like that, but I'm saying as far as depth between your one and two, I don't know if anybody's better. And now you combine that with the team getting healthier— Marty, there was two games that you didn't have Kale McCarr over the weekend. You still were able to win both of those. Like I said, they just look right again. Before they went on that win streak, they were 20-17-3. and three, Basically a 500 team. Not 25-17-3. There's a lot to like about what you're seeing right now out of, uh, <clears throat> out of the Avs. And especially that game in Seattle. Because that was a grinded out, greasy sort of game. Had back to back on a back to back loss. Had to make the right plays at the right time, and you know what? They did it. They're blocking shots. Um, I thought they did a pretty damn good job defensively of making sure there weren't great scoring chances late in the game. When they did have one, Frankie would step up and make a save. I mean, but how many times did you have? I mean, Mosier <clears throat> was about to have a conniption in the middle of that game. Just from the amount of wide open net, oh, it skips over the stick. That happened like three times. And that can be demoralizing, especially when your legs are tired. But they just hung in there and they stuck with it. Now, hopefully you'll get a guy like McCarr back tomorrow as you take on Washington, as you're back at home for now a three-game stretch. 
and these ones are important. Your next three, right before the All-Star break, you keep that positive momentum going. I'm saying if you win two out of the three, you should be golden here. That would get you to 27 wins. Likely keep you in that, that final wild card spot heading into the All-Star weekend. You get Kale back. You get Manson back. Byram shouldn't be far behind. I don't know about Landis Cog and Helm, but you'll be pretty damn close to full staff again. But you win these three at home or two out of the three at home. And then after that, you got a pretty tough stretch heading out of the All-Star break. Four of, I'm sorry, five of your next six coming out of the break are going to be on the road. Against pretty good teams at Pittsburgh, at Tampa, Florida, Tampa again at home, at Minnesota, at St. Louis. Tough stretch. Oof, that's ugly. You know, they haven't <laughs> lost since that Chicago game. You think that was actually a kind of a blessing to disguise that loss? I think it gave him a reset. Like we got it. We're the champs. We got to act like it. I really think it gave him a reset. Like they, they understood they had no business losing that game to that team. They didn't. Now, the reason why we've said this before, injuries have been an excuse for this team. I think on multiple occasions this year, there's sometimes you just play a team. You don't have the horses to ride with. And we can all kind of understand that. Chicago was not that game. You had enough talent to absolutely wax Chicago. And so losing that, I think it gave them a nice little reset. They had to do some soul searching in the mirror and be like, what exactly are we not doing that we need to start doing? And I think the answer was just get aggressive. Get aggressive, throw the puck on net, try and get a couple of rebounds. If we have to score in an ugly way, then score in an ugly way. But right after that, you remember, Marty, they played Ottawa. They won 7 to nothing, And maybe that was just one of those, like, those click moments where they said, ah, there it is. Been waiting for the game that, that proves that we are who we are for a long time. And I think that one was it. 303 504 0925. Shot Mazda text line. So I want to get to something else here. Get back to the NBA in a second. But did you happen to see Shannon Sharp at the Laker game over the weekend? As he almost fought the entire Memphis Grizzlies? Now keep this in mind. This is the same Shannon Sharp that after some, I can't remember what incident it was, but he went on his show with Skip Bayless. And he started talking about, you know what? These fans sitting courtside think to themselves, I paid all this money for these seats. I can act however I want around these players. And then he did the exact same thing. It was embarrassing. I don't, how was he not kicked out? Literally anybody else does that. And the fan is asked to leave. You're not only kicked out, you're probably banned from the arena for life. You can't get into a fight. Like he was on the floor. Like, walked on to the basketball court to yell at them. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, you're right, Marty. If that's anybody but Shannon Sharp, if that's just a guy, you know, maybe not Spike Lee, maybe not Jack Nicholson, maybe not them. Imagine Josie Jewell goes and does that. He's a football player. He's got some, some cachet. You're done. I'm sorry, you have to leave, sir. And it's incredibly embarrassing. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like, Shannon got to feeling himself way too much being like, Uncle Shay Shay, who is uh, LeBron's the goat, and I'm going to defend him to the hilt and all that difference. Like, the second you walk out to the floor and almost get into a fist fight with Steven Adams, you're done to me, okay? And I want to know what he said, because Steven Adams looked like he wanted blood. But if, how about this, Marty? If that's me... If I went to a Nuggets game, sat courtside, and I did that to LeBron, I'm fired, right? Like, there's no, there's no questioning anything. I am straight up fired from this company. Definitely suspended. Maybe if you had the exact same quote that Shannon Sharp had, like, in the tunnel. Like, Dylan Brooks said he was going to mess me up, and then I told him I was going to kill him. Like, maybe if you came out non-remorseful, you'd probably get fired. Definitely suspended. Here's the other part that I think is funny. We've seen LeBron do this on multiple occasions. Remember when LeBron would just walk a ref over to the courtside seats and point out two people and be like, they got to go. What did they do? They said something to me I didn't like. Meanwhile, Shannon Sharp yells, I will kill you to a player on the court. And they're like, Mr. Sharp, can you take your seat, please? Don't be a distraction. What if he did that? What if he pointed to Shannon Sharp in the office like, hey, man, my hands are tied. That's Shannon Sharp. I can't kick him out. No, no, no. I think Dylan Brooks and Steven Adams pointed and said, get him out. And then LeBron said, no, he stays. Because then what are you going to do? How incredibly embarrassing, though. Um, speaking of embarrassing, you know what was... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Memphis lost back-to-back games on the road, and they're in the midst of a pretty tough road stretch here. They had L.A. Phoenix. Now they're in Sacramento, Golden State, and Minnesota before they're back home at the end of January. You hear that, guys? The magic bullet to getting them to not win games is to threaten to kill their team. It's not hard. Just do that. Texture says, you guys in Josie are not Hall of Famers. Okay. Oh, all right. So now that we have that clear... If I ever became, like, if I made the Radio Hall of Fame, which is a thing that exists, I guess, am I now, am I allowed? All right, what if Steve Atwater, on courtside, Steven Adams comes over to him uh-huh. and Steve Atwater's like, hey, I'm going to bleep you up. Does he get to stay? What if that's Peyton? It would be so out of character for Peyton to do that, but what if it was? Peyton Manning goes to a Nuggets game, he's there with his kid, and then he threatens to kill a member of the other team. The ref goes, hang on, let me look at my uh, famous matrix here. Hall of Fame, yes. Oh, did have 50,000 passing I yards. I don't know who you are. Mm, sorry. We're going to have to go to New York on this one. Oh, by th- how about this, Marty? What if that's Skip Bayless instead, and he did that to LeBron? What about that? Then LeBron gets a free shot. I'm sorry. He gets one. <clears throat> well, Skip is banned for life from whatever the Staples Center is called now, right? Like, he is banned forever there's probably a restraining order that gets sent to the police so stupid 
Um, sp- speaking of embarrassing, <coughs> the Cowboys lost because Dak Prescott couldn't stop turning the ball over. And I thought that would happen, Marty, as good as he played in that first playoff game. I think we went through the list. We were like, which quarterback can, like, throw his team out of a game before the playoffs started? I chose Dak. And it's for that exact reason. They could have beaten San Francisco, I think, pretty easily. Had Dak just not stepped on his own bleep for about 60 straight minutes. But I don't know if I've seen anything funnier than them lining up for that final play. They have tackles and guards lined up, lined up out wide. They have one person over the ball on the offensive line, and that is Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott snaps the football and immediately gets trucked by a defensive lineman. They make the throw for eight yards when they needed 80, and the guy is tackled immediately. And you sat there going, what happened? What was the play supposed to be? It's one of the greater mysteries of my life. I sat there and I wondered, how are those Egyptian pyramids built? What happened at Stonehenge? How did they think that Zeke Elliott snapping the football was a good idea for a final play? Like, all of those things ran through my head at once. He's like one of your best offensive weapons, and he just gets deleted from that play. So even if it does work, he's not a part of the play? When they practiced that play, was the practice run against air? Did Zeke not know once he snapped the football that he was the only line of defense between the defense and Dak Prescott? And the fact that he actually got into a pass pro stance and backpedaled only to be knocked on his ass is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I thought that Mike McCarthy's job was safe, but you know what? If I'm Jerry Jones and I saw that, I'm like, I have to reevaluate now. I don't know what that play was. So the Niners again, Marty, with a seventh round rookie quarterback, are back in the NFC Championship game. They would take on the Eagles, who absolutely waxed the Giants. And you're like, okay. That's kind of what I thought the Giants were. Just a team that, they were okay, but when they ran up against an actually good team, they would get exposed, and that's kind of what happened. All those good vibes from Giants fans saying, you know what, I think we need to sign Daniel Jones long-term, and... Keep this thing together. I think everybody in that organization knew, (coughs) including Brian Dable. This, I don't know if you can guarantee yourself like this is going to work in the long term. They pretty much structured that offense around the idea of let's not have Daniel Jones throw the ball all that much. Let's have him run it a lot, have Saquon run it a lot. And just hope that's going to be enough. But the Eagles absolutely paced them. So you get the Eagles and Niners in the NFC Championship game. Cincy and Kansas City again in the AFC Championship game. And I want to say that the Eagles got a shot at this. I do. 
I think the Kansas City and Cincinnati are way too tough. Like, I think whoever wins that is going to win the Super Bowl. And God, do I hope it's Cincinnati. I'll take another AFC Championship round exit by Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. Give me that again. And it'll be great because it'll finally feel like there's a team in the NFL that actually has the Chiefs number. Because Cincinnati seems to. There's a budding little rivalry here. Yeah. If Cincinnati can win. What did you think when Mahomes was, uh, was, you know, limping around? and Didn't look great. Did you think he was going to be done for the game? Because he came out for, what, I mean, there was like seven or eight minutes left in that second quarter? No, because he never left. Like, he still had his helmet and all that he stuff. He left. He left, like, uh, at the two-minute warning. But, I but I mean, he came back, and, like, once I saw him back on the sideline, he still had his helmet, his pads on. I was like, okay, he's going to go out there and do it again. But that's a high ankle sprain. That's not an easy injury to deal with. It's certainly going to affect him heading next week. <laughs> and if the Bengals bring that same sort of aggression that they did to Josh Allen, he might get beat up. Like, this might give them a legitimate shot. I still am watching all these Bills highlights, and I got a question about them that we'll get to in a little bit. Buffalo's always been a darling. They have been. Like I said, they're hard to hate. But they've had a lot of expectation thrown on them that they haven't lived up to over the last few years. And at what point do you start to put them in another category that we'll get to in just a couple of minutes? But again, top of the hour, we'll read off a name as we'll do every top of the hour from 7 a.m. throughout the rest of the day. We'll do that all week. You hear your name. You have five minutes to call. And you call within those five minutes, you will be qualified for our Vegas contest. Airfare for two, two-night stay at the Westgate Resort and Hotel in Vegas. Uh, your own private pot at the Sportsbook, 250 bucks in food and beverage credits. A nice little trip, but you got to be paying attention, especially at the top of the hours. When we read those names, you got five minutes to call if we say one of your names. So 303-504-0925. Um, want to get back to the bills in a little bit, along with some coaching stir- sir, ugh, coaching search stuff for the Broncos. As uh, It's not just Sean Payton anymore. They had an interview with somebody who then canceled interviews after Talking with the Broncos and the Texans. We'll get to that next. By the way, you can still get qualified for the Vegas trip by texting Vegas to 303-504-0925. That'll put your name in the uh, random selector. Then we'll draw names at the top of the hour. Uh, Texture says, what's the consolation prize? What do I get for calling in in time but don't win the Vegas trip? You get a lovely conversation with Marty. How's that sound? Do I have to make it lovely? I was just going to say... Hey, what's your uh, email address there? Marty does that, actually. If you've never called Marty, he talks as if he's a 1950s radio DJ. Hey, Colin, what's your name? Thanks for calling Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Part of me wishes, just wishes, I could still do that and not be made fun of. Tell us what station made you a winner. Remember when we did that that one time and the guy answered with the wrong radio station? (laughs) Yeah. And we kind of stopped after that. It was really funny, though. Tell us what station made you a winner. He got he got the numbers right. 92.5, the? No, he, he said 950. Oh, he, he got, said, he he said 950. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We're like, well, I mean, what are we even doing here now? What are we doing? Anyway, um, 
couple of questions. Number one, we give a whole bunch of teams, a whole bunch of quarterbacks, a whole bunch of crap for one thing in particular. Marty, we look at them, we, we choose a team like, let's say, the Chargers. And even when the Chargers look like they have a really good team, what do we say? <coughs> well, the Chargers are going to charge her. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what their, their team looks like on paper or blah, blah, blah. The Chargers will charge her at some point. Say that all the time about them. We look at individual players and we're like, that guy's never going to take him over the top. He'll blow it at some point. He's a choker. Can't win the big game. It's still really early. And I'm only asking this because I'm not the one that does this. I don't believe that there is some sort of hex or curse on teams. I think it's just a matter of can you do the job and finish the job or not. <clears throat> but you look at the Bills over the last few years. A lot of hype to them. Josh Allen, MVP candidate. Stefan Diggs, big game Gabe Davis, nice running game, Devin Singletary. You got a defense that's Tredavious White and Jordan Poyer and all these different guys. They look like a team that's going to dominate. And every year they seem to fall short. All I'm asking is for that crowd out there that likes to play that game, when do you start doing that with Buffalo? At what point do we look at Buffalo and say, hey, man, you've got all the pieces. Why aren't you winning? You could probably start now. I mean, this was their year. This was it. So for those people, it starts now? I would think so, yeah. Because they were the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. And, I mean, the way they pasted the Rams, who at the time we thought the Rams were really good defending champions in week one. Yep. That was a blowout week one. It was like, okay, Buffalo is here. This is their year. So I I look at them in the same way that I look at the Avs, Marty, where I'm like, you could have said that about the Avs over the last three years. And I, I didn't ever want to buy into it because I'm like, there's, this is all invisible. What we're talking about here, it's all imaginary. This like sort of glass ceiling that they can't break through. But I have a feeling that it's going to start coming now for them. Like, what if I tell you this? Next year, after the offseason, we hit training camp. Preseason game is about to start. The Super Bowl favorites are the Buffalo Bills. What do you say? I believe it. Do you believe it, believe it? Or do you believe that they could be the favorite? Like, do you believe that, like, would you put money down on the Bills winning the Super Bowl next year? And I'm not going to say you put a lot on the line. I'm just saying if you had to choose a team, let's say this. There is nothing on the line for you. You lose zero money, but you will get a million dollars if you get it correct. Do you choose Buffalo? Yeah. I mean, they're going to be the favorites for the next four or five years. So, so you're still there. Yeah, I'm still there. Okay. That's all I'm asking. Like a texture says the Packers, 100%. That's what the texture said. The Packers won a Super Bowl back in what, 2011? Haven't been back to one since. And yet every year, everybody's like, look out for the Packers. They could be a Super Bowl team every year. When do you start doing that with Buffalo? Just asking. Because I want to know how these games are played with you guys. Like I said, I don't believe in this voodoo and witchcraft if they just can't get it done. We always say that about people until they do. Peyton couldn't win the big game until he did. And LeBron would never win a championship until he did. And I bet you if you went back to the early 90s, Michael Jordan couldn't do it, then he did it. 
Who was the pitcher? Was it Clayton Kershaw? Yeah, Kershaw was terrible in the playoffs. Kershaw, David Price. Price, Those guys can't win. Oh, now they just did. So never mind. I never said that. We do this all the time. But this feels like about the time that the Buffalo thing would start to happen. Now, um, to the interview stuff. This is where I feel really bad for coaching candidates that are coordinators. D'Amico Ryans had interviews with the Broncos and the Texans. He completed those interviews. He then had two more scheduled with the Colts and the Cardinals. He canceled those. Now, he said he canceled them to focus on the game, which I buy and I believe in. But God, doesn't that suck? That you feel like you're turning down opportunities to be a head coach? Because you have another job that is right now that's on the line and you don't want to take away. Could you imagine if San Francisco lost that game and you felt like if I just put another six, seven hours in the game plan that that could have made the difference? I don't know. It's because these interviews take all day. Like you can't have four in a week. Yeah. They're like five, six hours long. So he turns those down (coughs) to stay with this game prep for the week. And I've always wondered this. If you're a team that's in the position, like, let's say you really want D'Amico Ryans, and maybe they make the Super Bowl. How long can you wait? Because let's say this. Let's say in the next week, the Broncos head coaching job is short up, and so is the Panthers. Okay? And then that leaves you with the Texans, the Colts, and the Cardinals with vacancies. And let's say, Marty, out of those three teams, all three of them have D'Amico Ryans as their number one option. Are you really going to wait until February, what, 13th to finally make a decision? Because what happens if you miss? Then what do you do? It just puts you in a really crappy spot. And the one thing I was thinking of, So the Broncos, they're casting this wide net. They talked to D'Amico Ryans. Would you be happy if they hired D'Amico Ryans, Marty? Now, this is not the the typical thing of what we've been told of it's not a previous head coach. This would be a first-time head coach. But I said, you got him. Would you be happy? Yes or no? I hear a lot of people saying really good things about him, so I, I guess I'd be happy with it. I don't, I mean, I don't know much about him, so I don't know. Here's my question, though. If they did that, There's two guys that are available for for being a first-time head coach that are getting interviews, that are defensive coordinators, really young, and getting a lot of love. One of them is D'Amico Ryans. The other one is who? Giro Evero, the guy who's here already. Would that feel weird to you if they hired D'Amico Ryans instead of the guy that was already in the building? I mean, At least we know, if nothing else, a lot of things are unknown with first-year head coaches. You at least know this. He's coached this defense and done well with them before. That's why I'm almost confused at why you give Ryans the interview at all, unless you just really don't like the idea of Evero being your head coach. (coughs) The Evero one made sense. He's here. Evero, uh had success doing his job here. But if you're going to talk to him, then what's the point of talking to to D'Amico Ryans? Maybe they're upset Evero turned down the interim job and they're they're feeling a little jaded from that. 
Well, on top of that, Marty, I got some good news oh, for you. You got the dark horse coming in. Oh, I got a dark horse. This from Jeremy Fowler, and this is just for you. Ready? This guy had an end-of-season meeting with ownership in which he expressed interest in the Broncos' head coaching position. Denver appreciated the plan that Jerry Rossberg outlined for the job and will consider it. How about that, Marty? That's wonderful. It's like when a kid... Oh, never mind. It's like, like when a kid... <laughs> Does like a drawing, and the parents like, "Hey, that's great! <laughs> put this right in the fridge." I don't buy this at all. I really think it is kind of like that. It's like the macaroni art that they bring home from school, and you're like, "This is wow. wonderful." What is this? <laughs> it's a dinosaur. Oh, oh of yeah. Course. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Stegosaurus, right? No, it's a T Rex. That's what I meant. Uh huh. You're doing great, buddy. Bring me another one tomorrow. Okay. And then the kid leaves, and you're like, is our kid stupid? Like, is this? I mean, I don't see it. Do you see it? I, I have no idea. Everything he said about that, I mean, there's no depth in this at all. Is it missing a piece or something? Is this I in don't... 2D or 3D? Like, I can't even tell. Just saying. Keep an eye on that Rossberg guy, Marty. He's, he's stuck in your craw for a full year now. Why not just one more time, huh? Love his, love his press conferences, what, man. What would you do? What? I would... <laughs> I don't know. I would never watch another game. How about that? <laughs> Come on, really? I don't know. <laughs> it would be that bad? There's just so many other options. Please. 303-504-0925. Uh, so, one thing I want to get to a little bit later, I wonder if some of these NFL teams are going to get stuck in a bad quarterback situation because they're playing too good, but you know they aren't that good. Like, I think Daniel Jones is one of those guys where the Giants might be stuck just forcing to give him a contract. I think Brock Purdy still could be another. Like, Marty, I watched Brock Purdy yesterday. You know what he did that was great? Really nothing. The one thing I'd give him is I'd say, he didn't turn the ball over. And with that team, maybe that's all you need. Because you have such great weapons elsewhere. He was good on third down. He was good at converting first. But those guys are wide open. Like, Kittle was wide open. Debo, wide open. Rely on this running game between McCaffrey, between uh, Elijah Mitchell. The straight handoffs to Debo Samuel. It just doesn't feel like you have to do all that much to have success as a quarterback there. And that's part of the genius of what Kyle Shanahan's created, but... Get to that in a little bit. 303-504-0925. Again, we're going to draw our first name for our Vegas contest in five minutes. So pay attention. If you're one of these people that entered our contest by just texting the word Vegas at 303-504-0925, there's still time. We'll draw our first name coming up here in just a couple of minutes. You can watch the show live on Twitch. Twitch.tv, search Altitude SR on the search bar. The Altitude TV simulcast. Moshe Lombardi and Kane next. Spotlight for the fans on game day. KKSCFM HD1, Broomfield, Denver, Boulder. Home of the Nuggets. Holy cow. The Avalanche. Oh my goodness gracious. And Denver Sports Talk. Altitude Sports Radio. 92.5. Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest tax refund plus a chance.